Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pop-Up Radio. I'm the guy with the really good voice. Ah! Harmonize with me if you would. I've never been in a band. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is a uh, impromptu and kind of a crazy thing to uh, actually see this come to somewhat fruition. Normally the the pop-up studio is a gleaming silver bullet. It's uh, dated from 1972. It's an Airstream trailer. And, uh, and in our future casts, we will likely be in a different setting. But I'm absolutely thrilled to, to bring on my first two official guests. They are members of a band called No Clue. Yes, there's some nepotism going on. Colby Warden, how are you, my son? Doing great. Awesome to be here. Really excited. You're no... Um, you're no rookie when it comes to microphones, not only because you're in this band, but because you've been a uh, voiceover talent for years, and you've been on the radio with me since you were about three. Do you remember Neil Neil uh, Kaloji, ladies and gentlemen? How are you, Neil? I'm good. How are you? That's Neil with two, two E's in the two middle. E's, yeah. Neil. And uh, in the band, you do, you do go by a different name. Low G. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Low G. Colby, are we working on uh, what do you call that? By the way, is it's not just a stage name? Is it's called hype or something? What's it's kind of like a producer name? A producer yeah. name. Yeah, he's it's, it's most it fitting song. for him. It, yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah. To be honest, there are other guys in the band that have come up with names that they thought would be, you know, super legit. <laughs> Should yeah, you page, ever make it on page turner? But that's oh uh, we'll leave that to you know the throngs who will follow you in the years ahead. But uh, Colby, I think it's great you're going with the family name because yeah. it'll add some cred to me as well in my fading career. But this is hopefully the uh, the first chapter of something new and exciting uh, because podcasting has been exploding. You guys have been listening to podcasts for quite some time. Yeah, Neil Neil says he listens all the time while he's door dashing. Oh yeah, door dashing. That's actually I used to do that, like listen to podcasts while I was door dashing. Uh huh. Um, I used to listen to like master classes and stuff. These days I kind of just like listen to music, but. Definitely, like, once you find a good podcast, like a good series that you like, love podcasts. Well, the Joe tro- Rogan specifically. Like, <laughs> yeah. Look, look, hey, we're not here to bring Rogan added publicity. Yeah, yeah. Okay, especially given that you know darn well he has a, a rather negative chapter that affected uh, a family member. Yeah. I explained that to Lo G while, yeah, yeah. while you were out earlier. We don't so, need to get into the family politics. It's okay, we won't, you know. we won't do that. Uh, what else do I have? I've got a lot of different things today. We're going to be talking about um, your project, which started. Tell me a little bit about, so No Clue is something that grew out of actually a relationship you guys have had for a long time because you went to school. Did you go to both Academy 12 years? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've known each other literally since you were six. Yeah. And at what point did you guys know that music was something you loved? I do recall, I think, weren't you both in School of Rock? Yeah. Yeah. So you and Steve Archer, mm-hmm. Colby got to strap on a, a bass, had big hair. Was it blue hair? Oh, I dyed. I think it was purple and green. Yeah. We got dye from Hot Topic at MacArthur Mall. <laughs> and a fedora. And a fedora and aviators and a chain. Oh, yeah. I thought I was so For the cool. big show? For the big show. And that was a ton of fun. And yeah. Like Steve no, Archer's no, yeah. the goat. Yeah. Incredible. So what, that was great. like third grade? And that was sixth grade. No way. We were entering sixth grade. And Dang. then we did it again when we were entering like seventh grade. Okay. What did you play? Were you on guitar? What were you doing? So I, mean- I remember the first year you did a different week. Mm, you did yeah. the week before, and then me and Alec did the week after. And we're talking about Alex Sass. Alex mm-hmm. Sass. Who has chosen a special name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very odd. Go ahead. You got it. Ollie Mazo. Ollie Mazo. Yeah. Great. I I always forget it. Colby knows it. I'll yeah. lie. I think it's Ozempic, which I think is a 
<laughs> something you you see That's on TV. That, yeah, it's a drug that uh, helps with muscle stiffness or something. <laughs> but uh, and who else is in the band? No clue. Um, so Clay Benjack, okay. Um, Tyler Tabor, yeah, and Carson Yates. Carson's a guitarist. Yeah, guitar okay. bass. I mean, you Most play you play it all, right? I remember you yeah, as a drummer, yeah. but then next thing you know, when you guys graduated, mm-hmm. uh, I'll just tell everybody this thing uh, called uh, yeah. Vespers. It's the night before graduation, and it was so emotional, and you guys chose to do uh, Stop This Train, which if you think about this John Mayer, it's not a single, but it's just one of his best. Yeah. And it's really, it's a heartbreaker for those who are watching their kids grow up, you know, and they just know, you know, there's no way you can stop time. And soon to become, you know, adults. Now you guys are all drinking age. But most of you were all at Academy. And even though now you're, you're off to different colleges, where do you go to school, Neil? Virginia Tech. So you're a hokey. Mm-hmm. And you don't hate this guy because he's a who? No, nah, not totally. Sweet. Even though I watched him storm our field. I did. That, that was, ago. that's harsh. That's that harsh. Good. You got to know the retribution's going to be awful. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, By the way, because this oh, is not commercial radio, if you guys drop an F-bomb or something... I mean, it's not part of my regular vernacular, but I I have done it, and we're not under any kind of FCC suppression. Oh yeah, yeah. so be real <laughs> yeah, here on Pop Up Radio for those just joining us. Um, so yeah, you go through school, uh, you each go off to your uh, own separate ways. Tell me where the, the 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 thing started to germinate because while Colby was in chorus, and I got to tell you something, and I as his dad. I know he's aware of my pride on a lot of different, you know, I'm sure your parents feel the same, Neil. Yeah. Um, but when you're an athlete, Colby was a standout baseball player, had the ability to play all sports, really. Mm. And how many jock-type people decide that they want to be in glee? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And yet it was there that he really, he had a passion that started taking off. And it started really early because back when my mother was still alive, and you talked earlier off mic about Grandparents' Day. Yeah. Mm. Do you remember when you guys all did the Beatles music? Yeah. Yeah, that was so, like, yeah. That was so like he calls me up. What were you, fourth grade? Something like that? Third grade. Third grade. Colby calls in and sings um, Help mm-hmm. on the phone with his little scratchy voice. Remember, <laughs> he used to have kind of a rasp. and uh, But it's got notes that are tough. Yeah. And yet he was hitting them. With all of his might, and it told me something, you know. He's got a bigger brother who's very talented. He's got a very blue, blue-eyed soul voice, and and I dabble, but I'm not anything close to my sons. And so where did, did the school experience, was it School of Rock that made you guys start to think about, hey, because that realm is more, you know, doing classics, and it's one thing if you're doing a Motley yeah. Crue track, but what you're doing now is a completely different departure. It requires that you be generally speaking together because you can't coalesce really i know it's it's something you can do at a distance now with technology as it is but how did no clue come about so i mean it, it definitely first got it like its first roots in school of rock but when did we do that talent show where we played uh uh dude it's it's skipping my mind beverly, uh, beverly hills yeah, yeah, yeah. The when was that? Thing. yeah. Was that, that was sixth grade sixth grade okay yeah. so that was probably the first time like we, we ever were, like we were the summer it was like fresh off and who we all did was that first. that was me you alec ruben Ruben, yeah, yep. yeah, Josh so, Ruben, Josh Ruben yeah, Josh who always looked like a rock star because his yeah. hair was long, he was always ready, kind of nerdy, star. but he really oh, developed. Man, he's, still incredible. he's insane. Yeah, he and blisters. We've, we've had him uh, feature and like lay down a couple guitar riffs for a couple of our songs. I think oh, cool! One he's doing one. Got. Yeah, he's got almost 53? a yeah whole yeah, yeah. outro completely written. It's not released yet. It is but, so, but it's incredible. Badass. Yeah. That's it's awesome. So good. Did you hear that? 
And he just said badass. Yeah. <laughs> Growing up, he would have been like, Dad, I'm not going to say that around you. <laughs> no, but, it's fine. He yeah, is. Josh, he, one of our good musical friends. Yeah. So that was probably the first time we like performed together. That in School of Rock. Yeah. And then y'all had, when was Low Tide? High Tide? High Tide. High Tide. So like for, for me, it was like when I first started to play the drums. And then in like second grade, we did a talent time in music. Like when it was like music, the resource thing, we would like go as a class and like learn a little bit. We had an incredible music teacher too. She was very responsible mm -hmm. for why I love music. Credit so her, Miss Peterson. Peterson. There you go, Becky mm -hmm. Peterson. Yeah. Um. So <clears throat> I played "Smoke on the Water" for like a minute. Now is this you on drums? <laughs> yeah, just a straight beat. I had nothing but a, a snare drum, a cymbal, and uh, a hi hat. Didn't even have a, a bass drum, and we played that. He just played the simple riff on his red mini squire. Yeah. And he played it for like a minute until we just like stopped. <laughs> until we just like agreed to stop. Yeah. That was Josh? No, that was Stanton. Stanton oh, wow. McDuffie. Yeah, oh, my. Yeah. And so that was literally the, my first memory performing anything of our people. And, and that, then, was, that was earlier than I thought it was. I didn't realize that was second grade. <laughs> yeah. That That's crazy. Literally like December 2007 or something. Wow. By the way, in case you didn't know, uh, Colby's older sister had a weird crush on Stanton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a while. She thought... It yeah, just the, cutest the cutest thing. little thing. So where did the, so pandemic hits while you guys are in school, y'all come back and uh, down the road, literally at, at Alex house in a pool room next to their swimming pool. How Great many place. square feet? I've never been in there. How many square feet are we talking? Oh, dude, it's a, it's a tiny house. I mean, it's like, it's like a bedroom. It basically, it is like a bedroom. A bathroom, like yeah. Connected. Really? It's, yeah. So you had a chance to, to relax. There's a couch a maybe. A little bigger than this. Is there a couch in there? Yeah, couch, anything? There's a couch. Yeah. Fridge? Couch and a recliner. Fridge. There's a fridge in there. There's a fridge in there? Okay. So I'm getting a picture. And so in this pool house, uh, they decided to start laying down some tracks. Now, me having been in radio for as long as I have, for a debut effort on a local level, I thought that, how many tracks? Did you guys do 11, 12? What did you 11. do? 11. That's aggressive mm -hmm. for your first opportunity to, and, and I, you know, I don't know where the, the name came up. I remember when Colby was telling me, yeah, we're laying down some stuff. We'd like to drop something and so-and-so. And I'm thinking, I don't even know what to expect. I didn't either. And yeah. and so, and well, what are you going to call yourselves? And so suddenly there's this no clue. We spell it N-0-C-L-U-E, but it's no clue. Fine. Um, I start, when I first heard uh, the song, I think, Dance With Me. Yeah. I was absolutely blown away. I can be proud because I'm a dad, and Colby's got a significant vocal part in it. But you guys spread it around, and I know you're the primarily the producer, correct, Neil? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Low G. Yeah. Do you like that role? Yeah, I love it. But you're so more much. than just, I mean, you're kind of, uh, Colby, sorry, but he's sort of the center of the universe. Without, dude, without Neil, we're not. A I mean, he used he to be a drummer, <laughs> but I saw him at, the, at Vespers play guitar, Mm. He uh, has played bass because he still has my silver tone bass guitar, oh, which yeah. has disappeared for a year now. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, and then on top of that, he does keyboards and uh -huh. synth and whatnot. So plus the production element. Mm -hmm. That's a big, uh, awesome responsibility. I mean, yeah, when I first started getting into it, I had I just started to observe people who are way at the top right now. And like, why is there some, there is like a divide now. It's kind of like the difference between a producer um, obviously, like way back, it used to be like the Red Hot Chili Peppers would come to a producer, or even yeah. the Strokes just did this for their Grammy-winning album. They wow. came to Rick Rubin and sat in a room with him and produced as a band. Cool. So they obviously they acted as writer producer, 
kind of, but it's like him doing all the stuff. Then there's also like beat makers who kind of like that low G mentality. They stamp their producer tag on a beat and they can make good enough connections where they send the beat off to a, a writer or a rapper who's way up top and then mixing, mastering, all that stuff's handled. But they're as an artist and a producer, you know? And so then I looked at that and then the third thing is just like pop producers. I was listening to a, a podcast with uh, Ian Kirkpatrick, who's produced a lot of Dua Lipa songs, mm-hmm. um, Jason Derulo songs. So even seeing them, the the commonality there was they did kind of force themselves to learn literally everything. Like they had to become like a jack of all trades. You read music, you personally? I did start to read music. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how to read drum sheet music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I actually had to do for like jazz band. Colby, you don't read music. No. Yeah. Right, I had to, you know, do my best in chorus. Um, you definitely know more about it than I do from like from jazz band. But even like sheet music, I don't really. I if I it would take me a while to actually understand. I never practiced reading music. Even when I learned guitar, I never um, I never used sheet music. It was mainly my guitar teacher read out chords, chord progressions, and then when I actually started to develop learning how to play riffs, it was all tabs, tablature, mm-hmm. and I would use an app. And then eventually it slowly developed where I could at least do it by ear and then, but never sheet music. I'm not honestly that good at that. This is uh, pop-up radio. It's the first time uh, we've really done anything that's, uh, you know, really well thought out. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're talking with Colby Warden. He is my youngest and Neil Kologi, uh schoolmate for many years and their project called No Clue. Uh, you came out with uh, an album name, if you will, for the first uh, project, Colby. What was that called? Yeah, so the our first album was Oxford Circle. Called after, what would you name it after? Uh, that's that's where we did all of our recording. Where the pool house yeah, was? The pool house. <laughs> and that was actually the, the pool house other, is the other name. The pool house right we were, there. We were between, that didn't make cut. like, the album name. It was uh. either, like, Oxford Circle or Pool House. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. And we, I think, just majority vote, decided to go with I'm a little Oxford surprised Circle. you didn't go with Pool House, considering it had a fridge, because we all know probably it wasn't just empty. No, no, I know Coca-Cola he was water. out late all the time, dragging in at 3 a.m. Anyway, uh-huh. so... Um, were both of you happy with the result? This is, I guess, kind of a loaded question because if you were to say, uh, we're well, not really, it kind of comes down on Neil. Oh, no, no. <laughs> well, on August 14th, I was extremely happy. Oh I could God. tell all six of us were. And I, yeah. Really, yeah. I mean, I know you remember that moment too. Yeah. Like we had set it to release August 14th at midnight. Wait a minute. Did you say it was released? Because I thought it was dropped. Dropped. <laughs> is it, was it dropped? Released. Okay. Yeah, we dropped it up. So yeah. we, we set it to release, dropped. On Spotify, Apple Music, yeah. YouTube Music, like all the platforms, and I was at my <laughs> aunt's wedding, and they were y'all were all here, right? Yeah, we like were at, at Alex. the pool house. Yeah, and I, you know, we were doing like wedding festivities and stuff, but at like eleven fifty eight, I was like, oh my god, this is about to happen. Hopefully, like hope nothing goes <laughs> wrong. So I slipped back into my room and I was just like reloading Spotify over and over and over again. And right at twelve, it came up on Spotify. Right. It came up on Apple Music. Everything was playable. And I texted them, and I was like, that was crisp. That's cool. That was, like, right on time. It's got to be, like, you know, people who, you know, I know radio, even though it's been a a part of Colby's life because of me, I know your generation has uh, doesn't have the connection quite that many generations, most generations still on the planet have with radio and TV, for that matter. Um, But just hearing your song on the radio would be an added charge. It would be crisp. (laughs) And I think that this first song which uh which is the the tune that i mentioned dance with me i thought this was um 
when I heard it, I thought this is, to use an overused term, very radio friendly. And uh -huh. being a guy who's been on the air for so many years, that doesn't come easy. If you, you know, if you really, if it's a great, I can appreciate any band that has taken the time to write their own stuff. You know, we can get into a different conversation another time about the derivative nature of where music is now from borrowing other people's beats and copying stuff. You know, yeah. the original part of it where you write the song and you sit down and you collaborate, you know, and then you create. And I thought what you guys did held up against all sorts of great music by artists that I've been playing for years. And that's not something that a lot of locals that I've heard in the past when they've handed me their cassette or their <laughs> CD. Hey man, could you give me some airplay? You know, yeah. the answer is going to be no, because it just doesn't sound, look, it doesn't sound like it's close to sting at all, yeah. but this does. And we're going to play it for you right now. It's called dance with me. Who wrote this? Was it a, a group effort? We wrote this all together in like an hour. Yeah. So, an hour. Yeah. yeah. We, we had an idea for something that we wanted it to be very radio friendly and it just came really naturally. No clue. I had a little dream about it. Had a little feeling about it. You kept me up all night. No time to think about what's right. This it anything but desire. You lit my fire brighter than I've seen in my life. It burns, but baby, you give me good words. Good words, good touch. Love, good night Kiss me so I can taste what you're drinking Kiss me so I can feel what you're thinking Is this love or is it just lust? Don't know how to tell you that to me it means so much Running circles around my head Thinking where I went wrong when you left me on red I guess I gotta move on But I bet I could take you from him Would that be so wrong? I'm sure he makes you happy But I could be your everything I think that he's lacking Dance with me baby, let's go I'll start you up real slow Make sure you hit every note Rock me, baby, like a bow Dance with me, baby, let's go I'll start you up real slow Make sure you hit every note Rock me, baby, like a bow Rock me, baby, like a bow Do not forget about me Dream about the days you and me Let me in your heart and you gon' see Good plans that come and see me Got the song we like on repeat Listen to the night just you and me Pour up my cup with Hennessy I love the way that you move So when you straight from a movie I like the things that you do Without you feel like I'm losing Don't with all the picking and choosing All your issues pack them and move them Take my baggage and lose it In the morning, baby, wake up and snooze it Is this love or is it just lust? Don't know how to tell you that to me it means so much Running circles around my head Thinking where I went wrong when you left me on red I guess I gotta move on But I bet I could take you from him Would that be so wrong? I'm sure he makes you happy But I could be your everything I think that he's lacking Dance with me, baby, let's go I'll start you up real slow Make sure you hit every note Rock me, baby, like a bow Dance with me, baby, let's go I'll start you up real slow Make sure you hit every note Rock me, baby, like a bow Dance with me, baby, let's go I'll start you up real slow Make sure you hit every note Rock me, baby, like a bow 
baby, like a bow. There it is. Look at that. That's pretty incredible. The, the crowd that just showed up here. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the gizmo we've got that we're recording on comes with a special... Uh, if that was um, <laughs> a mysterious song. Maybe I put too much. Isn't that nice to have something like that? Maybe it'll inspire you to the next thing. Uh, what you just heard was a song called uh, uh, Dance With Me. Colby had uh, a lot of the vocals. Uh, you didn't start the tune, but you had the chorus and uh, also added a lot of the... Um, harmony vocals, which is, uh, I've always been curious about how artists decide on who's going to be able to do the best job on a harmony. It's mm -hmm. funny, I played a song today on the air by Billy Joel called uh, The Longest Time. It's a very doo-wop oh. song. Oh, okay. yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And he did everything. Uh -huh. Even though the producer he had uh, probably had it in mind. It's very much, you probably don't know who Frankie Lyman and the teenagers were, but they were a primo doo-wop act back in the early 60s late 50s early 60s and so when the producer thought you know let's bring in somebody like the jordanaires who sang with elvis but instead billy did every single one he did the hand claps he did the finger snaps and he did every vocal on that song and at some point the producer says you know what and again i'm just going to throw this name out carson i know you really really like that song dance with me but he wasn't featured as a vocalist maybe because you thought he wasn't the strongest, but Colby was in. Who else? Alex sang on the, the yeah, first verse. All three of them. And then the rap part, generally speaking, you've got a guy that does more of the rapping than he does the singing, and that yeah. would be? That's Tyler. Tyler Tabor. Does he have a special name? T. Uh, it used to be T-Y, and then he changed it to just Ty. 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 Well, you know, look at uh, Yee. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Okay. see, I'm, I'm hip. Uh -huh. uh, this was uh, the first tra track I heard again from uh, Oxford Circle by No Clue, and you can find their music on several platforms. Mm -hmm. All of them, All pretty of much. Them. Spotify, Spotify, Apple Music, like Apple wherever music, you generally YouTube. find your yeah. music. N-O-C, it's like one word, N-O-C-L-U-E, only it's zero, N-Zero Clue. Yeah. Uh, you must have, uh, among the highlights since, so let's see here, that would have been released in the summertime going into fall of... 2020. 2020. Yeah. yeah. And one of the highlights since then, because pandemic school has, you know, limited your abilities to get together and record a follow-up. For sure. Several other songs I thought were super legit, radio-friendly, awesome, you know, on that, including a song called Grey Goose, which I don't think we're going to have time to play today. But um, you obviously had to have gotten some really good vibes off the fact that Veer Magazine... Uh -huh. gave, gave you guys a nomination for best what? I think best new artist. Best, best new, new artist? Yeah. Local artist? Best debut project or something? Uh, yeah, something, something like that. Something relating to like... First. Yeah, and we were incredibly yeah. grateful for that. We didn't even really realize that yeah. was happening. You don't even know how your name came up. Yeah, I don't know where that Believe came Believe me, from. I didn't yeah. call up my friend Jeff Maisie who runs that place and say, hey man, my boy's got a band. Yeah. But I will say that it was really cool to see you guys in print. Yeah. And then, of course, the ultimate follow-up is, well, are you going to sing live? And you got the opportunity. Tell yeah. me about your gig you had in... I mean, this is not some little side town off the freeway. It's freaking Washington, D.C., right around the corner from Nat Stadium. Tell me about how you got the gig and where you played and when, what the experience was like, Neil. So the gig was actually through uh, Alec. Olamaze. Olamazo. Olamazo. <laughs> I'm doing yeah. that on purpose. Oh, uh, yeah. Um 
but he uh, he told us about that in like July, and then we were kind of back and forth on it, and then they weren't really clear about whether we were going to perform. Name of the venue? Pearl Street Warehouse. It's a really cool venue. On the wharf. It's incredible. Yeah. That place is so cool. They stream, so you could watch the show as I did live. I would yeah. love to have been there, but it was midweek. Yeah, yeah and, it was on a Wednesday, uh, I think. Something like, yeah. yeah. I and mean, it get, was the end of summer for us, so we you know, we were just getting ready to go back to school. But like, we I went straight off. back to school right yeah. after that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> were you nervous, Colby? I mean, kind of have to be, but like, also, no, we had yeah. done so much performing. Yeah. Frankly, in front of more people. Like, yeah. When we performed back at school for like talent shows and whatever, Johnson Theater was... 500, 600 yeah. people. Mm, yeah. At least 400. And Screaming adults. Pearl Street's, <laughs> Pearl Street's, I think, max capacity was like two, 300. Okay. And it, it wasn't like a packed house that night, but there were, you know, a lot of people in there, a lot of strangers. That's the other thing. Like, you know that your your classmates probably aren't going to, like, judge you too hard for getting up on stage and right. singing a song. But, yeah, so there were, like, definitely some nerves associated. And, um, you know, we were the opener for Dylan Rockoff, who's, like, a super talented guys you know kind of up and coming but definitely like more established than we are you know he's already got like a good number of million of streams on on spotify he has a he had an msg gig too yeah yeah he played yeah. an msg for who as a headliner no no no, no. he okay. opened for someone <clears throat> i don't but he remember played who there. Was. he told us about that and it yeah. was like you know getting to hear sort of the stories of a guy who was in our our spot mm-hmm. like five six years ago was really cool and then the other two acts that performed at that concert theo kandel and uh, Jillian, yeah, she was she was sort of a last minute yeah. ad, but she was also in, insanely talented and put on a really good show. But yeah, that that whole sequence of events was like really incredible. Did you get to do the green room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had, had a green, green room. room. <laughs> we Free food, food back there. We've arrived. Had a couple, you know, they had a little mini fridge stocked with. You know, right back to the pool house stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We had a mini fridge with beverages. Yeah, it was, it was awesome, and we're still like over the moon thankful that they gave us that opportunity and uh alec olamezo uh goes to school in dc he's uh where's he where's he going to school georgetown uh so cool that he got that hookup for you guys and uh and you haven't performed live since correct correct yeah well the next project have you named it the one that came out well yeah our ep yeah that was three-day weekend but you'll probably end up will you use those tracks on the next full release we've been talking about not doing that just because we have so many other ones now. Because if you try to do 11 tracks again, at least it only makes it eight that you have to come up with. Yeah, that's true. Talking with no clue, it's Colby Warden and uh, Neil Kologi. And uh, just proud to have you guys here in the makeshift pop-up radio studios. I hope to have you back in the Airstream mm-hmm. when we can get that rolling. Yeah, man. Uh, but in the meantime, let's hear some of the uh, the new stuff. What did, you, uh, what did you give me here? Did we got a couple of tracks? Yeah, we got Hades and Ishigana. Who wrote Hades? Is this all group effort? For the most part, for stuff, yeah. Um, this one was written by Carson. Mm-hmm. But then usually most of the songwriting and production ideas are a group effort. Mm-hmm. Hades, um, of course, is hell. Mm-hmm. It's a very hot place. Yeah, it is very hot. Place. It's a very hot song. No clue. This is Hades on the amazing debut of Pop Up Radio. Baby, sun is 
Trying to dodge them, bobbing, weave on rock on sock em. If they try it, then we pop them. Call me T.Y. Red and Baga. I mean, bitches always come and go. So fast, it's like you never know. They name like where the hell'd you go? But she is the antidote. The sign is like a Capricorn, and she do not drink Michelob. She only fuck with green and gold. Those are keys from Mexico. But I do not speak Spanish homes. No siento, no hablo español. Don't fuck with these bitches and hoes. Fly her out to the coast. Private island, go ghost. Purple haze, we smoking man, so how we might get lost? So how we might get lost? Uh. Unless I sing about it in a year, we won't talk about it But we always fighting about it, still ain't got a handle on it Tried to let it sit, but I'm baking, got the time a ticking Cooked up in the grill, come on over, got the water running Think that it was June, when I left you to think about the future But I just fell in the summer blues But fuck that, let's kick back and smoke some What was that? Uh, what was that in the end there? That is a uh, at the tuba. That's a sliding tuba. So he, um, this is actually a really cool sound that I even use now. It's cool. Arson, yeah, he found this really cool. So it's just a tuba. It's like a standard stock tuba in Logic. But then he went. Logic into, is a Logic Pro, the DAW. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a digital workstation. Yeah, for okay. production. Um, used to be we used this thing called tape it was a magnetic <laughs> uh kind of a thing that was, it was yeah. long strips anyway so sorry to interrupt i don't know you're fine um so he 
basically took this tuba. He had this little sound, and then he went into it. Basically, the stock sound was inside of a synth, and so he went into the synth settings and added a glide, and the glide gave it this really cool like whoosh, like up down, yeah, sweeping rounded brass effect. It's really cool. Yeah, and we used that. I almost wondered if you had somehow synthesized this thing that Colby can do. Have oh, you ever heard it, him do his, his little trumpet? His trumpet. Yeah. Can you give me a little sample? I'm, it's gotten worse over time. It's probably because you've gotten older. Yeah, it's kind of like I was younger. It was higher pitched. Yeah, though. yeah. Can you give us a give any pick out? How about just do "Live and Let Die"? <laughs> See now in the right tweaking. Yeah, you could make that sound like a real and instrument. Right yeah, we just sample that. It still yeah. does sound very much like a trumpet. <laughs> it, it really does. does. Yeah. We don't have but a trumpet. Yeah. Well, we got Colby. That's awesome. Listen, we're going to take a small break. Uh, normally during radio shows, or I guess a reasonable facsimile, since this is a podcast, uh, you'd have commercial breaks, and they are semi-necessary evils because they tend to help pay for whatever it is you're listening to. We're under a different kind of arrangement here as we're just kind of freelancing, but we do have some help from our friends at the Fish and Pig. What the heck is that? I recorded this with uh, with Tom Fox, the chief dude at Fish and Pig. Let's listen. Okay, Fish and Pig, uh, pop-up radio sponsorship commercial and take. Hey, we're here with, with Tom Fox at the Fish and Pig Norfolk. Hey, Tom. Hey, Eric, how are you doing today? Man, I can't believe how exciting uh, it is just to have my first sponsor, the Fish and Pig. Oh, where are you located? 25th and <laughs> Omahundra. Come see us. You know, Omahundra is fun to say. It's hard to spell, but it's right over in the railroad district, which is pretty hot. Uh, the best part about the Fish and Pig, though, other than the cool decor and the really cool people with multicolored hair, uh, is the food. Tell me about what you guys serve. Fish and Pig's been around. We'll get to the history, but really, what, what, is, what is your bread and butter? We have pork, we have brisket, we have fried catfish, we have hush puppies, and much more. A lot of beverages, too, right? Including local beers on tap. Yes, we have O'Connor's and Benchtop and Smart Mouth and lots of others. Hey, when they start paying us to say those things, then we'll make sure and get a definite list of what's active. But in the meantime... Uh, no, I love the pig, and it's one of my favorite places to hang out. The staff is great, and that's an important part is the customer service. But uh, I tell you what, I just ordered three lunches. They came in record time, and um, I don't know. I'm just a big fan. Fish and Pig started where? Farmville, Virginia, in 2012. That's a lot of growth here in uh, just under, well, I guess a decade now. Uh, then they moved on to uh, Waynesboro, and you guys opened in what month here in Norfolk? July of 2021. Can't be happier. Well, I can't be either. Uh, come on out to the Fish and Pig. They also have been a, a, a great place for game warden art. What is that? You'll find out when you get here. It's mostly art made out of guitars. Have you started rent, uh, you know, making me pay rent yet? We're starting rent payments due February of 2021. Wow. I'm a year in arrears. I said arrears. All right, so most commercials are like 30 or 60 seconds, and we've totally blown that out of proportion, but that's okay because it's my show. And it's pop-up radio. Do you love pop-up radio? Love, love, love pop-up radio. That's what I wanted to hear. Hey, Laura, what do you think? Pop-up radio, say it. It's fabulous. She's got green hair. She's excellent. She's got eyes that penetrate. And food, uh, we'll get back to that, and great beverages. So, Tom, thank you for sponsoring our very first 
kind of official. Uh, we're we're going to do pop-up radio from the Airstream next time, but this time it's just kind of an early run, and you're right there on the ground floor. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, and we love being the number one sponsor for pop-up radio and Eric Warden. Hey, that's cool. Let's talk again to Laura Lewis real briefly. Uh, the website you'll want to find and, and all social uh, areas to find because you're the marketing whiz. Uh, where do you want to send people, Laura? The Fish and Pink Norfolk on Facebook, and yeah. then Instagram, the Fish and Pink Norfolk. Okay, so you got that. The Fish and Pig Norfolk. We also have a TikTok. You've got a TikTok and a Snapchat? Yeah, Snapchat. What? 757. Fish and Pig, that's fishing like a pig that fishes. 757. And I, I just noticed one of the bartenders who's now in uniform has come in and uh, doesn't she look great? Come and say hi to Chelsea and say thank you for your service. I'm Eric Warden and this is the Fish and Pig official first sponsor of, of Pop Up Radio. Thanks, Tom. I know, that was exciting, wasn't it? It was exciting. <laughs> yeah. You play the crickets, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, if I'm not going to have fun with the sound effects that I get to play with, yeah, boy, yeah, no. and we've only just begun. Pop-Up Radio. We'll call this officially episode one, even though we've done some pilot programs before, and we're talking with Colby Warden and Neil Kologi of the band no clue. So, uh, next phase. I'm curious uh, where you go from here. You've been home for the Christmas break and uh, jamming on some stuff. When are we going to hear you guys out on stage again and, and be happy with a, another release to drop? So, we, uh, even Alec, he's, he's done a really good job trying to focus on reaching people to get opportunities for performance. He talked about this semester. Maybe we can get a weekend at a William and Mary. Yeah. He says sometime in March. Um, and then even Colby has talked about getting some gigs at uh, like bars to do a lot more tame stuff, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more of covers to also grab people's attention. And then we can easily have originals in there too. How do you guys uh, describe your music? Just curious. Oh, dude. Because I know Colby's, yeah, Colby's background. Both my boys, uh, because of my work, you know, it's weird when you've got a kid that's in his teens and 20s and he's really connected with James Taylor because there's really no reason why you should be unless your parents are playing him a lot around the house or you've got a big brother who was into this or that or a sister. And so uh, Colby's training outside, of, and you guys did mainstream stuff in school doing chorus, yeah. so music of the Beatles and stuff comes around, you play... You might play rock band or whatever on your video games, and that exposed you to Aerosmith and yep. stuff like that. And the School of Rock helped too. But so he's he's very much a John Mayer kind of a guy. Colby is. He's got that kind of range. He also has a blues kind of, you know, blue-eyed soul sensibility. Um, Neil, your production and whatnot might tell me that you've got a love of a lot of things and being yeah. a drummer, you're into rhythms. So it wouldn't surprise me if you like jazz. But then you hear all this different texture with no clue how do you describe it i, I don't mean, know we, how, i don't know so that's the thing it's six of us yeah and we all have like fairly different musical influences from our past with like some overlap between all of us yeah that, that's a, that's the one good thing it's yeah. kind of like a big venn diagram yeah so there's overlap that definitely exists so we try to you know branch out and not stick too close to any one influence because we want to have our own sound mm -hmm. uh and the sort of natural byproduct of that is that we don't really have a genre that we fit super neatly into. And yeah. the in, the industry will ask that, generally speaking, yeah. of you. But then, and this is where I'm going with the next series of questions, and it has to do with 
likes. Mm. It has yeah. to do with how you get heard these days. Because back in the day, if you didn't get radio airplay, and I'm not saying it was fair, it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Too many people got left behind, even major label acts. Yeah. And even if they had hits, their label could be swallowed up by another label and suddenly you had no label. Thank goodness for the web to give them an opportunity to still be heard and for their their supporters in whatever cities to coalesce, to start street teams so that they could assemble if your t- show is coming to town. But nowadays, it's a totally different and way too saturated field, multiple playing field. How do you manage it? Yeah, I mean, I think even though the Spotify thing or all the all the streaming platforms have their super, super low per stream pay, I do honestly think that it's still the better direction that music's heading because I know that they tried to remodel everything because the whole iTunes dynamic was really hurt. Like hurt it started to hurt artists sometimes. Like no one wanted to buy their $1.29 song. Mm-hmm. There were ways that people were able to do that now, like legally, and so there was so much unfairness. At least they, they jumbled up and said, if you pay $10 a month or $5 a month, like you'll get access to legally stream as much music as you want. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it kind of does actually still benefit us. At least it gets your music out there, but it doesn't yeah. pay you. Because yeah, no, that's like true. you were saying, if people knew, even name artists who have had million sellers, you'd be shocked at how little they make per stream. Yeah. You know, if nobody's really buying it, they're just paying for a service. It's the person providing the service that's making all that money. Yeah. And it really should belong to you because we, we all know starving artists, well, we don't need that. Yeah. Because creativity should be rewarded. So um, on we go to the next uh, the next project. I can't wait to hear more. Colby lets me in on, on certain things you guys are working on. I yeah. love the creative process. I must say, because I drive by Oxford Circle, I drive by the pool house all the time, and I always wonder, you know, if would they be ticked off if I just dropped in? Because, But I don't want to taint no, the you creative... Should. No, no, you should, honestly. I should, really? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I don't no, want to really. taint the creative process. I think it's awesome. It's very organic, and I'm really proud of you guys. I wish the others could be here, and I hope they understand... Uh, but uh, nonetheless, it's really cool that you guys would, would show up here and spend a little time on pop-up radio. For sure. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. the best part so far of being here today? Being here? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, being on the show. I mean, being part of something brand new is always super yeah, exciting. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I know you have done, like, other episodes in the trailer yeah. where, you know, the show will eventually, like, move permanently, but... Um, you know, being here with the, you know, the new soundboard and mm-hmm. the microphone setup and all the camera, like, yeah, I just love... And the atmosphere in here, like... What about Elvis? Does he add? Elvis. Is he? We've got an Elvis uh, music box and whiskey decanter from the 1970s, and his head comes off. It's pretty yeah. cool. Um, I will add more uh, kitsch. I tend to be that way, Neil. So mm-hmm. yeah. I hope it's not off-putting. Mm-hmm. That's no, cool. Pretty All right, cool. then. Uh, we've got, uh, do we have any other sound effects? Hey. Uh, okay. The crickets and the rim shot. Have we used them all? We did the scary. Oh, we didn't do the wonder of... No clue. All right, so tell me about this last song we're going to play. So that one's also off the EP. It was the second song on it. That one had started in December 2020. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very loose loose beat. So roughly a year ago. Yeah. yeah, That chord progression is also a slight influence from two of us by... um, just the two of us, Grover Washington. Yeah, yeah. Grover Washington, yeah. which was also covered yeah. by Will Smith, and uh, but that's also it's a pretty it's a 
decently famous progression. It's been used actually in a couple other songs. There's too. hardly any progressions that yeah. haven't been used. Yeah. But nonetheless, through all the the craziness of all the technology and all the social media and all the things that are working against you to get your music out there, I, I wish you guys all the best. Uh, this song, Is She Gonna? Tell me, uh, first of all, how did the song title? It's uh, unusually spelled. I-S- they just call it Ishi yeah. Yeah. for short. I-S-H-Y-G-U-N-A. Is she gonna? Is she gonna? Is she gonna what? Is she gonna stay? Is she gonna stay? So we started, mm-hmm. like, one of the sort of repeated lines in the chorus is, like, you know, the, the idea is, like, is she gonna stay? Uh-huh. Like, what, you know, what is gonna happen for the rest of tonight or whatever? And uh, we were sort of thinking, like, is she gonna stay? And we, you know, our first, like, file name for this song as we were recording it and, you know, <laughs> it, it was going through all the steps of iteration... We just kept calling it Ishigana. Yeah. And we kept trying to think of a better name. And we were all just like, we kind of like that. Yeah. It's, well. it's you know, funky. Like, it's obviously, you know, it's not English words. Yeah. Um, Who sings yeah. on it? Who's all over it? Uh, all three. three. All yeah. three are yeah. over it, yeah. Three vocalists, meaning? Tyler, Colby, and Alec. Yep. You going to come out and sing for us one of these days? Mm-mm, that's not going to happen. Come on, <laughs> low G. This is called Ishigana. It is no clue. Just so we're being honest I don't want to make you a fool Or another broken promise You know I'm coming home late And I don't want to stay in all day You say that I got a problem with love Yeah, but some nights We could go over this Maybe if you left me I could get over shit But what's up in one night Switching lanes, it's a drive Come and turn out the lights What's up in one night I just need one night with you Two would be too many, none too few Give me a break from reality my happy tragedy I just need one night with you She coming over here Ay. She coming over here Switching lines Proud of my bed. She drop me inside My melted from the acid rain Rain Pour me another drink Cliche But maybe it's a way 3 a.m. K.O.D. Yeah, she better stay She better stay I know she gon' stay Midnight and I'm waiting But you know that I'm fading I can tell that you've been here a while You're real good at fashion fake smiles We don't need a reason To get out of here Baby we can ease in Tell you what you wanna hear But I've been Sit right, right Pull me 
another drink. Cliche, but maybe it's a way. Yeah, KOD, and she better stay. She better stay. I know she gon' stay. Band is no clue. That's is she gonna? That's beautiful. Seriously, that is my that is my favorite song still. Is it really? Yeah, absolutely. Better than Dance with Me. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, I I actually think that was like the best thing that we've literally the best thing that we've done. It's a good thing to feel good about what you're doing. Yeah, I'm so glad you guys joined me. Uh, We've been uh, trying a lot of different things here. Obviously, the uh, sound card is capturing all the audio, and that's the most important part of a of a podcast. We've been running some cameras and eating up data. Hopefully we'll be able to bring a uh, a visual presentation to this because I know it would look good on your social and hopefully you'll end up getting some good hits on that and uh, continue to share and follow and show the love. Thanks, Colby. Of course. Thank you so much for having us. You bet, man. It's been an awesome experience. Neil, Low G. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I'm so glad to do this. Yeah. Well, Best of luck with Pop-Up Radio. Going oh, thanks. Yeah. It's, it's, always good to, it's always good to have that. I've got my Elvis uh, music box uh, right here. This is a whiskey decanter, and it does play. <laughs> That's Elvis. We want to thank the Fish and Pig, which we should also mention that Colby helped open that place. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and they miss you. But I told him, I, honestly, I talked to Tom, and he said, hey, man. Uh, how come Colby didn't come and work during the holiday break? I said, because his band is trying to put some good stuff together. Yeah. And I played some of the samples. In fact, they've got a sound system. They were able to pipe it over the big speakers the other day. And I thought, man, Colby would love hearing this. Yeah. But it'll all be out and on your uh, your favorite uh, platform, I'm sure, fairly soon. No clue. It's N0CLUE, all one word. Colby Warden and Neil Kologi, thanks again. Of course. Thank you. There you go. And by the way, for our next episode, uh, we haven't put together a plan quite yet, but we already do have a sponsor, and it is the uh, Name Your Favorite Teacher at Academy. Name Your Favorite Teacher. And it's okay. Becky Peterson? Becky Peterson, the gal who helped... Yeah, I'd probably say that too. ...hone all the singing and, uh, and whatnot. The Becky Peterson Birthing Clinic. Did you know that she had this? It's a side gig from teaching uh, singing over at Norfolk Academy. It's the Becky uh, Birthing Clinic. And their theme and their their slogan. People helping people pull people out of people. Isn't that great? Wow. Becky Peterson Birthing Clinic. That'll be our next uh, sponsor right here. Pop-Up Radio. Tell everybody. I think we're going to have this on most platforms as well. And make sure and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Pop-Up Radio. I'm Eric Warden. Take care. I'll see you on the radio. Pop-Up Radio theme music project. Make new arms strong in the radio room. <laughs>